This is the Come Follow Me podcast with Jaron Bunny. Each week, I'll get with a group of church members from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints in the Los Angeles area to discuss the Come Follow Me manual. We all have the power to make the right choice. They bring more faith. I learn lessons. The whole point is that we're here learning. <laughs> Freaking bring it on is what I say. Like, it's not a one-fit, one-fit-all uh, one kind of thing. Like, putting him first in my life is going to be so different. Their interpretations, feelings, and insights to help you study. Hi again, how's it going? This week we studied Matthew 8 and 9 and Mark 2 to 5, Thy faith hath made thee whole. I got to sit with Ryan and Krista, the most adorable couple that is getting married soon, which I'm super excited about. And we got to talk about all things Christ's ministry and the healing that he did. And I'm just really excited about this podcast episode. So let's just get started. Well, who are you guys? Say your names in the podcast. Well, hello. Uh, my <laughs> name is Ryan Liu, and I have been a member of the Glendale Seventh Ward since 2016. Oh, that's right. a long time, actually. Good amount of time. That is yeah. a good amount of time. Yeah. Yeah, I'm Krista Ross, and I'm engaged to Ryan, and been in the ward for like a year and a half. No. Probably. I, I've been Probably in the like year for the ward for like half a year, but I was yeah. here a year and a half ago. For the first oh, that's time. right. Yeah. No, we're adding that in. It's good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're just going to talk about Matthew 8 and 9 and work 2 to 5. Sounds yeah. great. Thy faith hath made thee whole. It's crazy how many accounts there are of just like him healing. Like, I know. Like, I. It's an interesting thing to me why they like make that such a a focus that there's just like so many counts. It's true because this is all like in different. It's not in one certain pattern, right? We're not doing like Matthew one through something, right? We're doing like blocks, right? We're doing Matthew and Mark together, yeah. Which is yeah, it is interesting. I didn't really realize that until now. I was like, oh, wait, this is like a certain purpose that we're learning just these certain scriptures from yeah. these two books. Yeah. Totally. And yeah, we'll, we'll probably dig into it and if yeah. what comes later. Yeah. My, um, one of the first thoughts I had was just like the faith that we need to be healed is such a recurring theme that um, without that faith, like even though Jesus has the power, he has the power to heal anyone at any given time. Right. But we need to come with our faith for him to choose to, to extend us. that healing to us. Yeah. Um, why do you think there was, like, so many physical healings? Like, it's just, like, so many. Yeah, I don't know. Because, uh, like, for me, if I were writing a book, it'd be like, oh, just give, like, two or three, like, <laughs> yeah, was, big yeah. healing moments. Like, Lazarus, that's yeah, good. Yeah, that's a, like, that's a good one, water, yeah. Like, work, or, I mean, water to wine. Like, right. That, that's good. Mm-hmm. But they just, like, keep on like, throwing more and more. Peter's experience. mother-in-law, that was simply, like, her, what was it? Like, he just, like, touched her hand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was so simple. Or, like, the woman that, like, reached out, the woman of the yes, issue of blood. right. And mm-hmm. virtue came out. Came out. Yeah. Which is interesting, too, the virtue part. We can go to that. Like, mm-hmm. I clicked onto virtue, and it just said strength or power. Yes. Which is really cool, too, that, like, yeah. 
I was thinking with the atonement, like you use the atonement and it's like his strength and power is extended to you oh, to yeah. make you whole. Elder Bednar, the empowering atonement, you know? Yeah. So perfect. It's, ugh, I love it. Yeah. I love that story. I love that she just like reached out, like simply just was like, I'm going to, I'm going to do yeah, it. Yeah. And she felt, <laughs> she felt too ashamed to address him face. Like she didn't feel worthy yeah. of his time really. Well, she was outcasted. Yeah. And same with, who is it, the, the servant of, what is, the servant of the... The servant, it's a centurion servant? Yeah, the centurion servant, whatever <laughs> that is. Um, who, so it was the centurion who says, um, let me just find it. Yeah. Um, Lord, I am not worthy that thou shouldst come under my roof, but speak the word only and my servant shall be healed. And then Christ praises him and says, I've never seen such great faith in all of Israel. I know. I love that. That he was like, I don't feel worthy. Yeah. And he was like, no, like you're really worthy. I I thought that was so cool just to have the humility to recognize that um, we're, we're never really like, are we ever really worthy to have the Lord in our home? That's just an interesting yeah. thought. And that's something that we strive for. Um, but it's like God is praising him or Jesus is praising him for acknowledging um his shortcomings and it was like in that act he was um just like proving how righteous he was yeah I'm realizing that like the more and more I'm doing these discussion groups and talking to people it is like so simple and we make it so complicated in our minds like oh no like I can't be forgiven of this or that or I can't change Mm -hmm. like it's impossible to change or I can't come back and it's actually like super simple like yeah. you simply just have to reach out yeah. and come back. I think that comes just because we share our inner dialogue and we have other people to kind of bounce back our, our ideas. And yeah. I think this is one of the greatest blessings of this come follow me thing is yeah. that instead of just studying by myself and like being caught up in my own thoughts with like, Oh, that can happen. Or like, Oh, this is so dumb. Right. Um, I have other people that can really inspire me. And, and think differently and think think more in the, the correct way if done properly, right? Right, um, right. And, yeah, it's it's been such a, a blessing to do it with others and, and really feel the spirit because, I mean, when multiple people gather to talk about the Lord and talk about the gospel, it, it can have some really powerful experiences. Oh, for sure. Hearing other people's stories is like hearing these stories, right? Mm-hmm. It's like oh, each yeah. one is a witness. Each one is powerful. And just with our own testimonies, each one is a witness and each one is powerful. Mm-hmm. I didn't think about that till now. <laughs> it's yeah, true. It's, yeah. it's, it's very to... true. I was going to say when you were talking about how simple it is, when we were in Sunday school today, someone mentioned that um, we all have the power to make the right choice. And I thought that that was such a, such a simple but empowering statement that it can feel so daunting at times. Mm-hmm. And that's how Satan wants us to feel like it's so hard to be good and to make a good choice because we're just wicked and we've made bad choices before and that's just who we are whatever like we convince ourselves that it's just too hard to overcome these negative patterns that have come up in our lives but it's true we have the agency and the capacity at any given time to make that turn to the lord and just go from there it's just make better choices yeah and it's just it's like one choice at a time that leads us on the that path or back to the path right Ugh, i love it 
being a disciple of Jesus Christ means that I put him first in my life. Mm-hmm. And I just was thinking about when Elder Holland came to the the leaders and he was like talking and chatting with us. Um, and he said, when the Savior comes back again, he needs to see you as a true disciple of Jesus Christ. Like he just said it so like with surety, like he has mm-hmm. to know that you're a true disciple. And when I read that, it said being a disciple of Jesus Christ means that I put him first in my life. Like, it's so simple. It's mm-hmm. like, that's what he needs to see when he comes back, that, like, I'm simply putting him first in my life. Um, it's, yeah. Again, priorities. Like, mm-hmm. where, do you, where does he fit in the line of, like, your life? Which I thought was really interesting, too. What are your thoughts? Yeah. So the examples that this um, section cites are the Lord talking to his disciples, telling him to come with them, come with him to preach, and they're, I think the first one says, okay, let me bury my dad first. And he's like, let the dead bury their dead. Just oh, yeah. pretty surprising. You would think that um, that would be like a pretty legitimate reason to like hang back. But <laughs> yeah. so it's kind of interesting. Like we're always going to be unprofitable servants. So like just give it everything you can, whenever, whatever yeah. that may be. Um, and clearly Jesus knew that that disciple was able to give that level, like that high a bar of service to yeah. him. Um, but yeah, it just, it definitely kind of, um, it makes it harder to justify the moments when you want to be like, oh, I don't really need to prioritize Jesus today because like he'll get it. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I have this like really cool thing going. He's on. busy helping <laughs> someone else. Like he doesn't need, you know. Yeah. yeah. But it's kind of like, wow, this is the the level. This is the bar he set for his disciples, and that's the bar that we're aiming for. And yeah, um, it's maybe a little daunting, but it's um, yeah, I don't know, inspiring, I guess, too. No, totally. And you have to sacrifice other things that you value. Is what I like highlighted, and I was like, yes. oh man, like good, better, best, right? Mm-hmm. Like. I was talking, I can't remember who, but I was talking to someone, they were like, you know, like, it's good for me to have this, like, second job, but it would be probably better or best if I gave that second job up and worked more in the temple. And I was like, whoa, yeah, you know what I mean? But that's, like, a sacrifice. A second job is, like, more income. Yeah. So you're, like, sacrificing more income to go to the temple and work at the temple. Can you imagine the blessings that you'll get, the spirit that will be with you? Mm -hmm. So you'll be able to like help others or like receive revelation for yourself. And yeah, that was really cool. What I'm thinking about, um, and I just from your comment about serving at the temple is my sister and, um, the time that she spent, uh, serving in the MTC. Oh, Um, so right when she got back from her mission, she was, oh man, it took her so long to get out of that missionary. Yeah. And she still is, you know, she's just, you know, Jessica, but like she just wanted to go back and to feel that just that routine and, and that camaraderie. Yeah. And so she taught at the MTC for a good amount of time. And um it was interesting. There there came to a point where she like felt inclined to um to stop. Like like she had kind of run her course. Yeah. Um and I think she had a similar experience with serving in the temple too, where mm-hmm. she was spending um, time serving in the temple and it was a huge blessing and then eventually it came to a point where she's like you know what? i you know i think i served my purpose and and 
I'm ready to like go back and do what I need to do. And then possibly in the future, like I'll, I'll come back to it. And I, I think um, one of the hardest thing for me, um, this all has a point, uh, <laughs> for like giving yourself, uh, putting him first is understanding what he wants for you. Ooh, I moment. like that. Because like, um, it, it would make sense for me to like, yeah, I'm going to spend six hours in the day reading the scriptures, praying, yeah. properly fasting every week. Yeah. And, you know, that's something that's really good. That's going to be very spiritual for me and it's going to make me a better person. Right. But, you know, is that really like what he wants from you? Like, probably not. Like, yeah. you don't have to. I mean, it's, it's a good shirt. Yeah. Right. You need to do it. And if he tells you to do it, do it. But like, if if he tells you like, yeah, you, you don't need to really fast every, every single, single Sunday or, or something. something. Yeah. Like that, you know, I know that is and true. Then, like, where's the balance? I guess it's just between you and the Lord. Yeah. Right. And, and it's so much in learning, like, are just strengthening your personal relationship with God. So you can um, really give your life. I put him first because first yeah. you have to know him and understand what his relationship is with you. And so you can do that. Um, like it, it's not a one fit, one, uh, one fit all kind of thing. Like putting him first in my life is going to be so different to how you're going to put him yeah. first. And yet it's okay that it's different, you know, totally. like, Oh yeah. We all have different strengths and gifts. Yeah. Like we will all serve a different purpose um here on earth um yeah i like that oh way to ground us that's good that's <laughs> <laughs> good <laughs> and then the second okay this other part jesus christ has power to bring peace in the midst of life storms mm. and that's the whole story about when the waves of the water was feeling the boat and then they asked the savior like master carest thou not that we perish and i wrote after that line i was like what are like other like common day phrases that this could be? And I was like, Master Carousel, not that I'm single. Like, I was like, what are some like just like normal things that you could yeah, say that's like, totally. say, we're like, don't you care that like this is happening in my life? Like, why aren't you meddling in it? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Have totally. you ever thought about it? I know. I was, okay, so I'm thinking about this. And it's like, Jesus was like sleeping in the back. Yeah. And this is all happening. And then he says something along the lines of like, oh, you have little faith or yeah. something like that. Like you, why did you, why did you doubt me? Like, yeah. Fear not, only believe. Something mm-hmm. like that. And, but at the same time, it's like he wasn't doing anything until yeah. they like called for him. So like, what does that mean for us? Like we need to have faith in the midst of those storms that it'll get better, that we'll be safe, um, that it'll all be for our good, whatever lesson we need right. to learn. But at the same time, we need to act upon that faith and like actively seek the Lord so that he knows what, I mean, he knows what we need, but, um, yeah, just having that communication with him, um, is an important part of that story, even though he kind of like (laughs) sassed them. A little bit. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's very true. It's like, for me, sometimes I will get in that rut of just like, man, life's not going my way. But then like down the road, you're like, oh no, there's a whole purpose. Like it's a trust too of the same. Yeah. This is like besides like religion, but I was 
reading um, Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. And, like... Very religious. <laughs> very religious, right? And, like, there was something that... Um, so, like, Harry had this, like, uh, good luck... A serum that he could yeah. could use yeah. and he's going on this big adventure of Dumbledore and they were like are you going to use like his friends are like are you going to use the luck mm-hmm. and he's like no I have Dumbledore on my side and in a way I kind of could liken that it's like do you trust the Lord enough to be like oh yeah like I'm good like he's got my back like I'm just going to walk with faith and trust him mm-hmm. I don't need that luck like I don't like I don't need I don't know. Does that make sense? Yeah. Oh, totally. But then, like, taking that a step further, because he does end up using it, right? He uses it for a different purpose. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's right. He does use it for a different purpose. Yes. Um, but it is, like, what do we need to do to prepare to, like, yeah. um, receive the Lord's guidance and strength in those moments? Um, yeah. I've got a bro analogy. Oh, good. <laughs> good. Yeah, Give it to so us. It's so bad. It's so dumb. So we can talk sports. Okay. All right. Um, <laughs> it just reminded me, like, we've got Dumbledore on our team. And it's yeah. Like, oh, man. It's totally true. Whenever I have, like, this huge athletic... Kay Anderson as well. He's on okay. the USC basketball team. Yeah. And whenever he's on my team, like, I play so much better because <laughs> I'm just calm, you know? Yeah, you're confident about I'm it. I'm confident. I'm calm. When bad things happen, it's like it's okay. Like we will, we'll, we'll get back, and yeah. we usually do because like he's there leading and he's helping, and we usually like win. And yeah, not that that's what's important. But, no, no, um, no, no, no. <laughs> but kind of, you know, at the same time. Um, but then when you don't have a figure like that, and I, I just know the feeling of stress and this feeling like I need to do more, and I usually overexert mm-hmm. myself. Mm-hmm. It's and like you fall on your shoulders. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then everyone starts to feel that, and then what happens is just this mass chaos, and right. usually things just don't go out for your benefit because, or go to your benefit because you're just freaking out, and you're yeah. you're not you're not using your skills in, in the best way possible because you you are putting yourself out in like a kind of like a weird circumstance or I, I don't know. It's like fear is overriding yes. your faith. Yeah. That, right? Exactly. And so like when you have fear, like you just can't do it. Mm-hmm. It simply is just I don't know, like a handicap situation. Yeah, it like is. it just it's it like just, inhibiting your strength. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, what strength it would be to have that confidence constantly of the lord and i know everything that we do like walking in to take a test yeah like, knowing that like things will work out or just like going on a date and it's right just, like, you know what what will happen will happen and it's like it's okay it's okay yeah. well the, the previous lesson it talked it said like i highlighted it because i liked it so much like the master simply wants us to pray for god's help while we strive to constantly to resist evil and live righteously and i was like whoa like he just wants us to like have like come to him asking for help like a parent would, yeah. right? Yeah. And it's like after I learned that, I feel like praying has been even easier because I'm like, oh, I'm okay. I need your help. Like, actually, I can't do this alone. That's like, awesome. that's great. Just simply being like, you're my like master mentor. <laughs> like simply yeah. guide me and help me through this circumstance. I was going to say the very beginning of this um, chapter in the manual, not in the book. Yeah. Um, 
it talks about like why kind of what we we're talking about earlier like why does are these messages shared of jesus healing like physical ailments yeah um, and so first one is that to just like prove christ's power but then the totally. second is to prove that christ has the power to forgive our sins um so it's like he has power over the physical realm and the right. spiritual realm um Gosh. and so reading all of those healing instances accounts with that mindset was so interesting that it's like the bigger purpose um message for us to receive is that we can be healed um yeah spiritually and like it's it's more simple a lot of times than we make it out to be um that's true and i feel like um it would be easier to be like well like i mean he did heal a leopard or like blind men did see so like it's possible you know that i can overcome this yeah and it wasn't like a certain class of people it it was literally everyone and anyone yeah yeah it's it's crazy the amount of people that were just everyone was like surrounding him it sounds like Mm -hmm. in the scriptures like definitely when he was walking the whole crowd like wherever he was at there was like people he was like the most famous i mean (laughs) If you're healing blind men, yeah, and people are gonna talk about it, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, did you hear about like Joe? Joe was blind, and now he can see. Yeah. You know what I mean? Pretty big deal. <laughs> It'd be a pretty big deal. Like, that's yeah. like the thing that the town yeah. would talk about because everyone knows Joe. He's uh-huh. been blind for how many years? Forever. Forever, yeah. and then all of a sudden he can see. Mm-hmm. I mean, the crowds of people that were just surrounding Christ that. Yeah. They literally had to take the roof off. They couldn't get to the Savior. Mm-hmm. They had to take a roof off and to, to and bring down, down yeah. Yeah, people to be healed. Yeah. It was that crazy. It, yeah. Okay, so going off of that, I was really curious as I was reading. There's a few instances where he heals someone and then he says, don't tell any man what I've done. Oh, yeah. So, like, why do you think that is? Is it that <laughs> Maybe he, he was getting too crazy. <laughs> I'm too busy. No more. <laughs> supposed to come to that faith on our own and like it was maybe the witnesses are like too powerful so people didn't have to have faith in him like i, I don't know really curious like why that. he was like uh, keep this to yourself yeah. yeah i don't know where's that again it comes up a few times let me find let me quote an instance yeah hmm going around and it's like don't be it. don't boast about these miracles, I guess. It's like give credit where credit's due too. Like yeah. testify of the Savior, testify of God. Um and I think it was also the fame. It would have been kind of a big deal mm-hmm. if she came back from the dead. Yeah, I think we've all uh, been in those positions where like we're we're trying to uh, tell like a good story and there's like probably like a moral to it but what gets more of the attention is like the shock value mm-hmm. of, of the story that happens and sometimes the moral or the more important part of the story is like um erased or just not mentioned as much because what people want you know it's just the the big news mm-hmm. yeah that's really interesting though yeah that is um Okay, another thought I had yeah. reading these was like, why 
again, like why the physical healing? Like what do you think today it would be the same where everyone is coming to him with like their cut off leg or their leprosy or whatever, like with cancer or other things? Do you think that would be the number one priority or what would it be for your life? Um, if you could see Christ right here, like what would you run to his side to be healed of? Would it be That's true. Physical? It wouldn't be for me, it wouldn't be physical. Yeah. For other people that I know of, maybe it uh-huh. would be. But another thing that I thought of is like with all these stories, there's um there's like, you know, people bringing people to the savior to be healed, mm-hmm. but them themselves are also getting closer to the savior. So, like, there's this part where, like, when the Savior comes back um, to the Americas, right? When he goes to the Americas mm-hmm. to, like, to show himself and, mm-hmm. and minister and establish his church, right? He um, tells them, like, bring your, your sick and afflicted to me. And they physically had to bring them and walk over there to, like, have these people be healed. But then, in turn, were also brought to the Savior, so I think it's interesting that, like, I don't know, like, maybe when we help others and we're ministering to others, we, in turn, are also being, like, ministered to the Savior. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, I like that, that in the act of service and in um, trying to help others like you the power of the Savior, then it just, it's able to bring us closer. Yeah, so I think if he came back... Today, I would be like, all right, Emily, we're going. (laughs) And I would bring her, you know, to the Savior. And then, like, in turn, I would be there. I'd be closer to him. Yeah, and I wonder if part of it is just that, you know, Christ used parables to teach. And it's just easier for us to understand a blind person being able to see than it is someone being weighed down with guilt. Right. Like, lifted from that. So I think maybe he healed so many physical ailments because that was just created a better visual representation of his power. Yeah. It makes it easier for us to to digest and to comprehend um, what he's capable of. Because the, um, I think it's the paralyzed man. Yeah. um, He first forgives him of his sins. And... Yeah, so he says, um, he said unto the sick of the palsy, son, thy sins be forgiven thee. And then the scribes get mad about that. Um, the come follow me manual points out is that that was more important than right. his palsy being healed. He could have been happy because he tells him to then be of good cheer. It's like he could have accomplished that just through the act of having his sins forgiven him. Being healed of the palsy was just to kind of bless him in his mortal life but the important part was that he was forgiven and that is the that's the blessing right there yeah that was the real blessing yeah was the real miracle that jesus was performing um that's good insight just she like brought to the table she like (laughs) truth 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 why do you think i'm marrying her i know (laughs) i hold all the truth Rockstar, we here. <laughs> well, guys, to summarize, yeah, I like this last thing I just wrote or I just highlighted. Be of good cheer. Yeah, 
It's so hard. Uh, so hard. So easy to just get caught up in your negative thoughts. I know. And there's like, you can say like, woe is me all day long. Oh, yeah. It's hard to be like, no, I'm going to be happy. I'm gonna, well, something that like my sister said, she she's a really sick president in Lehigh, Utah, and she got to see um, Elder Anderson because they had a leadership, another leadership training thing. And she was like, Jaren, like, he's just so happy. Yeah. The apostles are just so happy. And it's yeah. true. It's like. Yeah. Especially they, Elder Anderson. Especially <laughs> Elder Anderson. He's like he's, extra happy. Yeah, extra happy. And it's like, they are just a good cheer. You yeah. know? Yeah. Like, you see that in their countenance. Yeah. Yeah, it's not that they're not working hard or right. facing grief or struggle in their own lives. Oh, they totally do. Yeah. And yet they're like. They're just so happy and excited about, and they feel the measure of like joy, right? Yeah. And I guess like in the end of this is like for this podcast, just feel happy. Yeah. <laughs> just feel happy about your life, I guess. It, it could be so easy for the apostles to preach doom and gloom. You know, it's yeah. just like, oh my gosh, like you guys are doing it so bad and this and this and that. And like you guys are just failing so, so much. Yeah. Like, gosh, like get your act together. But all they do is like preach hope, yeah. preach faith and preach goodness. And then they just expound on their love for us and the Lord, uh, the love that the Lord has for us. And it's just like, that's just so much. And you feel it. You feel, you feel it. it when you're around them. You feel yeah. uplifted. You feel the spirit. You feel excited, that enthusiasm. Do you, like, after a general conference, I am pumped up. Oh, yeah. Right? Totally. You're just, like, so excited. I love that enthusiasm, the root of the word, is, like, God is with you. Because that's, like, how you feel afterwards. It's, like, God is with you. You're just so excited and pumped about it. That, like, that's what it's going to be like when you're with, okay, after this life, when you're with God, it's just going to be like you're pumped up all the time. We're going to be with all that energy, you know? I don't know. Get to work. Get to work. Yeah. Just do more work. But, yeah. So. Okay. I did want to. Yeah. Had another comment? Thoughts. Okay. Keep going. Close. Um, first one. You would think that because of, like, so many bad things in the world, when Christ came, you yeah. would look around and see, like, so many terrible things. How did he like prioritize that. And I, I can't remember which talk it is, but they talk about how, um, Christ ministered individually. Yes. One by one. One by one. That's and a really good book by Bednar too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Just shout out, to Bednar. Yeah. <laughs> shout out to Bednar. And it's like, he could have, I don't, for me, it's like, I would think about if I had all this power, like, okay, how can I like, prioritize and like organize my time to like heal as many people as possible and be like super efficient and just like get everyone healed, you know? And that's not how he did it. He was calm, mellow. He had a very different perspective and understanding of the world than we do. Um, So he was able to see that like, it's okay that not everybody gets healed. It's okay that people are in pain because it's only temporary. Right. Even if it's for your whole lifetime, that's still temporary. Right. Um, and he knew that what was more important um, was to completely give of himself to each individual in the moment that he had with them. And that was so much more impactful than if he had just been zooming around. Oh, yeah. And it's not like he sat back 
and was chilling, but like he still worked, but it was just in a very, um, what's we're looking for? Just like measured, um, pace where he was able to be able to be so receptive to what I imagine his father was telling him needed to be done. It sounds, it also sounds exhausting though. Like how are, how is that possible? Like as a human to be like, even my calling, I'm like, oh, this is exhausting sometimes. Oh God, like, yeah. it's hard it's to minister to every single person mm-hmm. that I can't imagine everyone in the world. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's so bonkers to me that I can't wrap my head around that, that you can minister individually. And I love hearing people's accounts of, like, the atonement because it's so similar, mm-hmm. right? It's, like, unique and different for each person. But when someone goes and bears their testimony, it's like, yeah, I feel that too. You know, you're like, so that's why I'm always like, there's something here. Like the atonement is real. Yeah. Cause like for me to have the same kind of experience that you had, but totally different circumstances, yeah. different backgrounds, very personal. Very personal. Yeah. Like it's the most amazing human experience that you can ever have. So as I look around at people like at the mall or something and I'm like, man, there's this human experience that a lot of these people have never used and never, well, might never know in this life, which is very interesting. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Good comments, both of you. (laughs) Amen to that. Amen. You're so good. Yeah. Yeah. You're actually the one who was telling me about that last night, how you realized through doing callings in the church that it's not always about being efficient and being Mm -hmm. like, having things be super organized and you it takes a lot of patience to be able to sit back and recognize that maybe your actual calling is to build this person up to meet their fuller potential rather than just replacing their efforts with your own because you know you can be more efficient right and then his dad said um was it like efficiency drives away the spirit (laughs) sometimes yeah you sometimes sometimes efficiency can drive away the spirit yeah yeah so interesting because i just i love like when I'm in a crowd, I'm like pushing people out of my way. Like, yeah, you're like, to be efficient. Get to be, yeah. Anyway. Get point A to point B. Yeah. yeah. As fast as possible. No, because like, I think there's beauty in the struggle, yeah. right? Yeah. Like with any kind of like, even like story, there has to be that like good and bad. Mm-hmm. Or it's just a boring story if it's all good. Right. Like you gotta have the struggle. So true. Yeah, you always want when you're reading Harry Potter, you never want Dumbledore to die. Yeah, everybody's gotta die. <laughs> gotta drink that potion. That's how we should end the podcast. Just bring full circle back to Harry Potter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, so true. you guys, thank you so much thank for you coming. So much. It was so last great. minute, but like yeah. I had a great tell. conversation. I'm very comfortable. I got. Lounging, yeah, just lounging on the floor, just comfy. No, it was great. So, thanks, thank you. Yeah, thanks for having us. Love you guys. Okay.